Welcome to the Fasting Well Podcast. This episode is about how to get into ketosis quickly, how to boost your ketone levels quickly, and why would you want to do that? Well, in the previous episode, in the last podcast episode, I talked about a bunch of surprising health benefits of ketones. So first of all, ketones have a bunch of health benefits. They're really good for you. So that's one reason you might want to boost your ketones. Another reason is because when you can get your ketones up, it makes fasting a lot easier. So if you get your ketones up in advance, it's much easier to fast. For example, very recently, the last few weeks or the last month, I've been on a pretty strict low-carb ketogenic diet. And so my ketones have stayed high pretty much all the time. I mean, that fluctuates a little bit, obviously. And then very recently, I fasted for about a day and a half while I was at work, uh, while I did a couple work shifts. And it was super easy to transition into that fast. I never really had any big energy lulls or anything. I just felt good. I felt really focused. And so it actually made it easier to do my job at work. And it allowed me to get in that bit of fasting that I wanted to do because I hadn't done any extended fasting in a while. So I I went almost 48 hours that time. But it was really, really easy to transition into it and out of it because of the type of food I was eating and how my ketones were already boosted in advance. So that's a little taste of what I'm talking about, and if you want to understand more about those health benefits that I alluded to, go back and listen to the previous episode or watch that related video. Speaking of which, there's also a video version of this episode, and so I'll put a link to that below, which you can find quite easily on your app or on my website. And since we're still talking about ketones here, it's probably worth mentioning again, there's a a good quality ketone supplement that I've mentioned or shared a few times in the past. It's called Ketostart. And you can find a shortcut to that at fastingwell.com slash ketostart. And the nice thing about it is it's high quality. It has plenty of ketones in it. I've verified that it raises my ketone levels quite a bit. has a lot of sodium, which is really helpful if you're using it in the context of fasting. But as I mentioned before, the drawbacks are it's a little bit pricey because it's good quality. Well, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand sometimes. Um, But not the cheapest one out there on the market. And it's also very sweet. It has a lot of monk fruit sweetener. And so if you're using it in the midst of a fast, it's not necessarily optimal for that. It kind of depends on your whole situation and how well you can tolerate that sort of thing. But those are, those are the caveats, but otherwise a good quality one that you might want to check out depending on what you're trying to accomplish. All right. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into the episode where I talk about how to get into ketosis quickly, faster than you otherwise normally would, because usually it takes a few days or more but here you can do it really fast with these tips that I'm going to share. So ketones or getting into ketosis, which means having ketones in your bloodstream has a bunch of benefits. Ketones have a bunch of benefits. They're really good for your brain. For example, uh, getting into ketosis off and on is a, is a key step in preventing Alzheimer's disease. And as I explained in a recent video, they're also good for mental health. There's some recent studies that show that Uh, ketones or a ketogenic diet or getting into ketosis is able to prevent things or treat things effectively like depression, anxiety, or even schizophrenia and other psychiatric conditions. Ketones are also good for your, the rest of your body. Um, They help control blood sugar and they help prevent things like heart attacks um, directly and indirectly. So, and the list goes on. Ketones have a bunch of benefits. But if you want to get into ketosis, which again means just having ketones in your bloodstream, If all you do is kind of change the way you're eating, it might take like five days. 
before you have like a measurable level of ketones in your, at least with the urine test strips. So you have to get up to a pretty good level before you see it on the urine strips. You might see it a day or two earlier if you're pricking your finger and, and testing your blood. But if you want to get into ketosis a little more quickly, in this video, I'm going to share seven tips to help you get into ketosis fast, a lot faster than you would otherwise, if you just kind of wing it and just kind of start eating a ketogenic diet. My name's Ben, I'm a PA, and I share tips and strategies to help you improve your health. So first I'm going to go over a couple of goals. What are the goals when we're trying to get into ketosis? And then the seven tips. So the two main things that need to happen when you're switching into ketosis. You need to clear out all the sugar, and then you need to kind of switch into fat metabolism or fat burning mode. Fat metabolism. So how do you clear out all the sugar? And what do I mean by that? <laughs> Well, there are two places where you store sugar in your body. One of them is your liver, and the other one is your muscles. And so I'm going to be talking about some, some ways that you can help clear the sugar out of your liver and your muscles, because you kind of need to get it out of the way for the most part before you can get into ketosis. And then the other thing is switching into fat metabolism. And so instead of being a sugar burner, you're going to be a fat burner. And so how do you do that? How do you expedite that. And so those, those, are, those are kind of the two main topics I'm going to be covering in this video with these several different tips. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. So tip number one is this. I'm going to give you a way to kind of help clear the sugar out of your liver, and that is time-restricted eating. So what does time-restricted eating mean? It just means you're going to, it's kind of like intermittent fasting is what they call it, but you're eating your food in a shorter window of time on, a, on any given day. So on days when you're trying to get into ketosis quickly, you would want to shorten your eating window basically as much as you can comfortably do because that's going to speed things up. And why will it speed things up? Because you have, again, that sugar stored in your liver. That's called glycogen. And that's what you're using to kind of maintain your blood sugar levels. But once you use up all that glycogen, then your body has to be like, ooh, I guess we're out of sugar. Now we got to switch to something different. So you basically want to use that up sooner rather than later. And one of the ways you can use up that stored sugar, which your liver can usually store about 100 grams of glycogen or stored glucose, um, and it often takes between 12 hours and 24 hours to use it up under normal circumstances. And I'll talk about how you can speed that up a little bit. But in general, if you don't eat as often, your, your body has to dip into that sugar more often and it'll use it up more quickly. So that's why you'd probably want to shorten your eating window and basically do some intermittent fasting or more correctly in this case, time-restricted eating. So that's tip number one. Okay, so tip number two also has to do with managing blood sugar or kind of clearing out the sugar. So tip number two is as you're getting into ketosis, whatever you're eating, if you're eating anything that does have a fair amount of carbs, because you're probably not eating zero carbs, right? So whatever you're eating that may have the most carbs, after you eat that, go on a walk for 10 minutes or do some kind of exercise, any or workout, or any other little kind of exercise that you can. So they've done studies that showed that if you go on a walk after eating something starchy, then it reduces the blood sugar rise by about 50%. And why does that happen? Because you're moving your muscles, and so your muscles are going to take up more of the sugar, and it's going to clear out of your bloodstream. So you want to avoid having a lot of sugar in your bloodstream because that's sending your body the exact wrong message. Now, you're not going to be getting into ketosis if you're having high blood sugar. Um, so basically what I'm saying is, even if you're already doing low carb on these days when you're getting into ketosis, whenever you eat the most carbs, whatever that is for the day, 
do some exercise right afterwards. And that's going to help clear the sugar preemptively, like get it out of your bloodstream so it doesn't linger. So tip number three is closely related to tip number two because it also has to do with exercise. But here's why. So remember I said earlier that you store sugar in your muscles. It's called glycogen as well, just like in the liver. And you can store quite a bit more in your muscles versus in your liver. So your liver had about 100 grams. Your muscles may have up to about 400 grams of glycogen or glucose. And why does that matter? Well, you have a bunch of stored sugar there, but also whenever you eat a carby meal, a starchy meal, a sugary meal, that's one of the places that the sugar wants to go is into your muscles. So if you have cleared out that stored sugar in advance, then if you eat anything with carbs, it can easily go into your muscles as opposed to staying around in your bloodstream. So basically what you want to do as you're getting into ketosis is you want to clear out as much of your muscle glycogen as you can so that each time, each successive time that you eat, if there's any carbohydrates in there, it has somewhere to go, somewhere to go, somewhere to go. And then you also do that little workout like I talked about after eating something with carbs. So if you clear out that glycogen, then there's this huge amount of storage space for any, any little bit of sugar that might come in. Say if you have a handful of blueberries or something, even though you're low carb, you're not zero carb maybe. So if you have that handful of blueberries, any of that sugar that hits your bloodstream can pretty easily go into your muscles because now there's a ton of open space. So that's tip number three is basically to do a to do a fair amount of exercise, like working out different types of exercise to clear out that muscle glycogen during the days when you're trying to get into ketosis quickly. By the way, I forgot to mention, I have a little inflammation or something weird with my right tear duct, so my right eye probably looks a little swollen and red and, and whatnot. So sorry if that's distracting, but just FYI, it'll probably get better on its own. But anyway, so going into tip number four, tip number four is something that sounds obvious but here's a little different twist on it. So it's to eat high fat, but not just any type of high fat, fatty meat. And why do I say fatty meat in particular? Well, if you're thinking, oh, I need to eat high fat, low carb, then you might get some of your fat from things like nuts, which have a fair amount of carbs in them actually, or something like an avocado, which has a little bit of carbohydrate, um, or various other things. But when you eat fatty meat, like if you have some beef and you don't worry about the fat, you eat the fat, you know, you don't like drain it all off or whatever. If you're eating that fatty meat, then there's no carbs in it. It's basically zero carbohydrates, but you're getting a really high fat bolus um, and a lot of protein, which is good just to kind of maintain your strength and everything. So the fatty meat is a really good direction to go when you're trying to get into ketosis quickly and, um, and, and still get plenty of protein. So you stay full and you don't have to eat as often and that sort of thing. So it has the fat and the protein, which will keep you full for a long time, but it has all that extra fat to kind of boost your ketones. Because of course, what are ketones made out of? Fat. They're made out of fat that you eat or fat that's already inside your body. So eating the fatty meat can help. So tip number five is also related to eating fat or consuming fat. But as you may already know, there are certain types of fat that are more ketogenic, certain types of fat that are prone to raising your ketone levels more quickly. And that's because they're absorbed differently. So when you eat, most of the types of fat that you eat are actually absorbed. It's kind of weird. Like it, they're absorbed indirectly through your lymphatic system. But when you eat these short chain fatty acids or short or medium chain fatty acids, they can be absorbed more directly and turned into ketones more directly. And that's where something called 
MCT oil comes in, medium chain triglyceride, because it's shorter than the long ones, you call it medium. And then there's also coconut oil, and palm oil technically, but people don't eat that as often. Coconut oil, because it has some of the medium chain or shorter chain fatty acids in it also. So basically, you could supplement your fat with some MCT oil and or coconut oil by eating a spoonful of coconut oil, for example, or adding some to your food. There's various ways to do it. But if you use some of that, it's a little more ketogenic, so it's going to kind of help boost your ketones a little bit more quickly. So tip number six is, um, is a little bit more about preparation. But let me share a recent experience, um, and I'll kind of tell you what tip number six is. So recently, I'd been focusing on eating whole foods, and I wasn't eating low carb. I was still having things like, say, a sweet potato with one meal and some rice with the other meal, like, you know, whole grain, brown rice or whatever, or a sweet potato with one meal. And uh, what else did I have? I had some kind of a type of oatmeal, like the overnight oatmeal, where you just put it in the fridge, you don't cook it at all. So it was some steel-cut oats, like one serving, some chia seeds, and then I added various things to it, just soaked in water. So for example, I had a couple meals where there was a, a grain or a carb as like a centerpiece of the meal, along with some other things like meat or whatever. Um, so I was not really that low carb. It doesn't sound like low carb, right? The total amount of carbs I was eating each day wasn't that high because I was eating the whole foods. It's pretty hard to really get your carb level that high unless you're eating junk food. Um, so it's kind of an interesting side note. But anyway, as I was doing that... Um, what I found was if I switched to low carb and I was, and I was applying some of these other tips that I've mentioned, like the exercise and stuff, I could get into ketosis in like one day. And that's because even though I was eating carbs, it was a small enough amount because a sweet potato has like maybe 40 grams or something, but then I would go on a walk right afterwards. And so my muscles would be taking up that starch. And then I'd be doing other exercise, and so I'd be using up the glycogen, and then I'd be doing the time-restricted eating, so I'd have a long period of time where I'm not eating, et cetera, et cetera. So I was applying all those different things, so I could still eat carbs, and I could get into ketosis in like one day, which is usually kind of impossible for most people. So I thought that was interesting, because what it shows is that if you're eating actual whole foods and not processed junk, then you're almost never going to eat that many carbs. And so if then in combination with um, these other tips I've shared, you can usually get into ketosis quite quickly. So the seventh tip I want to share is actually kind of a cheat code. So this is if, um, if you want to augment this whole thing you know, even further, if you want to take it to the next level, like one more step. Um, so obviously you can do all the things, you can get into ketosis quickly, but you can also do it immediately, right? By taking a ketone supplement. Now, it's not going to have all the same health benefits that it would if you do it naturally, because just by doing the time-restricted eating, doing the exercise, doing these other things, you're getting other health benefits. But if you just want to have some immediate ketones in your bloodstream, or you just want to kind of stack some on top of the ones that your body's already making, then of course you can take a ketone supplement. And again, sorry about my eye, it's kind of watering weirdly on my right eye. <laughs> it looks like I'm crying or something. But um, so a ketone supplement is an optional cheat code to also help get into ketosis quickly. I've tried just one type of ketone supplement so far. It's good quality. Um, it was recommended by a couple of researchers like Dominic D'Agostino and Rhonda Patrick, who have also used it. It's called Keto Start from Audacious Nutrition, so Keto Start. So in case you want to try that, I'll put a link below. The one drawback about it is that it has some sweetener, and some people don't do well with sweeteners if they have certain food cravings and things like that. But other than that, it's good quality and it has some electrolytes and stuff. So various benefits. 
All right, so that wraps up my tips about how to get into ketosis quickly because there's a bunch of benefits of ketones and it's a really big advantage if you're doing any fasting of more than a few hours. It's a big advantage if you can get into ketosis before you do that. So as I mentioned earlier, there's a YouTube version of this. I'll put a link below if you want to check that out or if you want to, I'll put a link to my YouTube channel if you want to just check out any of the other videos on there as well. I really hope this episode and some of the others that I've shared are helping you make progress towards your health goals of preventing diabetes complications or just improving your health in other ways, because that's so valuable just to be able to prevent health problems rather than trying to deal with them after the fact. Thanks a lot for being here. I appreciate you, and I'll see you next time on the Fasting Well podcast. The Fasting Well podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to consult with your own medical providers.